And here we are back with another episode of the Common Man Bets podcast. It's been a while. Um, this might be pretty rough. We've got to knock the rust off a little bit, but who knows? It might be a great show. Um, today, I'm with, or I'm Zach. We got John Reed with us and Lance Slots, aka Evan, who has now fixed his Zoom name. So it's not Caitlin. There's a huge update. That's awesome. And then, so for today, we're going to kind of go into a life update. We're going to apologize to our, uh, our, all of our like eight listeners about how we haven't posted anything recently. Um, then we'll go into some golf, a lot of golf drama. Um, we'll go into some baseball nuggets, little NBA, NHL quick takes because we do not know them very well. Um, and then we're done. But first, so we've been crazy busy. Um, we we're all getting our, we all becoming doctors, but okay. So I was thinking about this. My hometown is one of those towns where it's like, we think we're a suburb, but actual suburbs don't think we're a suburb. And that's exactly how I feel about PT. I feel like some people in the PT realm expect to be called doctors, but actual doctors don't call them doctors. How do we feel about that hot take? Plain and simple, I do not refer to myself as doctor. Simple as that. It's confusing. It's a professional doctorate. If that, I mean, you'd have to throw that in there first. Yeah, I, I mean, you don't, you don't say, oh, I guess that's kind of a bad analogy. But, yeah, I mean, I, I, don't, I don't refer to myself as a doctor, nor do I think of myself as a doctor. But I will say um, I am, I am – I am going to try to get doctor on my uh, my nameplate at uh, Lewistown Country Club just because I think that would be cool. But <laughs> there we go. Uh, pretty cool. It's one of those things that if someone calls me, you know, doctor, then I'll answer, but I'll never refer to myself as a doctor, just always as as a PT, um, unless it's just funny things or things that are pretty cool. That like what Evan said about putting doctor, you know on his uh, golf locker or uh, I'm going away this weekend in the hotel, I'll put Dr. John McClure as, you know, as so that they can call me doctor, you know, just funny stuff like that. That's awesome. Um, but just, just little things, but not, a, not in a practice, practice like clinical setting. I don't think I ever would. Yeah. You just got to have fun with it. Right. I mean, that's, that's, that's all it is. That's and what life not, is. Yeah. We're, I don't, we're not the type of people that are going to be all up, in arms about it either way i don't think i just thought that was a funny analogy and i had to bring up the fact that um that we're all graduated now which is one of the reasons that we were really late on getting the next episode i looked it up our last episode was april 6th so we're going two months well you'll be back all things considered a lot of a lot of things happened in those two months um and you know gambling and this sort of activity was kind of on the back burner but now that we're settling down i think this will be good to get back in the swing of things and uh you know shoot the shoot the bowl a little bit on here my my thing is i cannot wait for our college football preview that i'm going to start kind of digging into you know a little bit i mean the strength and conditionings of each universities are firing up it's June 10th. Come on now. Hey, first practice is beginning of August. You know, yeah, summer conditioning. Months away. 
I know you start every everyone's early top twenty five is starting to roll out. You know, you're starting to hear some buzz around different programs. You know, you get a little preview. We're gonna have to get our guy in here. I gotta get my guy in here to talk college football. You know, big college football gambling fanatic. You know, he wants to do uh, a trip this year uh, just at a random uh, college stadium, uh, college football weekend. And I think we're gonna go try to go out to Utah because who doesn't love Pac twelve after dark? Utah versus uh, USC all the way out and wherever Utah uh, Utah is or the college. I think it's in um, Salt Lake, isn't it? I think so, but I'm not 100% BYU sure. BYU is Provo. Yeah. So, yeah, all the way there in Salt Lake. So. I, yeah. I was going to say there's a thing called the Provo float, but I probably shouldn't talk about it. Too soon. Uh, too soon. <laughs> <laughs> okay, fair. Anyways, um, yeah, that, that sounds like a great, great time. Um, I want to point out that I started gambling on baseball and started out 0-15 in baseball picks. So I'm hoping to get back, back in the swing of things that will um, not do that anymore. I got a few picks out tonight. Hopefully don't go 0-4. Um, right. How has everyone else been doing? What do you, what do we, what do you guys do? Uh, well... There's a bit of an issue with MGM and me crossing state lines and might have got locked out of yet another um, platform. So I've been on a bit of a hiatus. That's that's three that I'm locked out of. That includes DraftKings, um, FanDuel, and MGM, um, all for pretty much the same reason. But Because you're way uh, too good at gambling, right? Best. And apparently my money's not green enough for them, whatever. But uh, I was thinking about signing up for Barstool here. Um, Whenever it's an elimination game for the NBA, I'm going to do the the 20, the bet 20, get 200. Um, So I'm probably going to join Barstool here soon. If anybody else wants to join, we could do the referral thing and then maybe we could do that bet 20, get 200. I don't know if they have a referral offer or not. I haven't really looked into it, but been on a big hiatus. So just kind of not really tuning into much sports lately, just kind of watching golf a little bit, but really, really not watching a lot of sports unless I'm out to eat or at the, at the watering hole with somebody I don't really watch. It's kind of sad. It's kind of sad. It's it's the uh, it's the end of the month, uh, the summer months, kind of gloom. You know, basketball is kind of like over. March Madness is over. All you have is baseball and golf. All you, know, you argu- have is baseball and golf. Are you kidding? Are you arguably in society two sports? It's that's so hard to watch on TV. Yeah. Arguably, yeah. I don't that, think that's, it's arguably, not arguably. Well, yeah, okay. I mean, you have those golf fanatics and baseball fanatics that can just sit down and watch nine innings and eighteen holes like it's. Like it's nothing, but I think my last bet or bets came around the NFL draft where I just had, I had these like five picks that I was just super high on went one for four lost like $75 and only had, and I only came out with 20, uh, it was like 20 bucks. So what I did actually 50, I lost 30, $30, not 75, $30. I had $20 left. And then I, Put it on Alec Manoa, Cy Young winner, currently sitting at seven and one, like one point eight 
ERA, you know, is absolutely dominating for the Blue Jays on a good Blue Jays team. So I'm a huge Alec Manoa fan throughout the summer now. That but that's be, all I got. That I have a bet. So that I'm not a big futures guy. I hate futures, but that could be a lit pick. Could be a lit pick. Yeah. I'll, see, I'll see what my payout is, but it was 20 bucks. Um, it was a $20 bet. Uh, my brother actually bet on him. It was like 50 bucks, and his was a huge payout. But my mom was plus a thousand, so 20 bucks to win $220 total payout if he hits, if he wins the Cy Young. And he's currently setting at seven and one, I think, with like three no decisions and has a 1.8 ERA. Not big on strikeouts, but I mean, I'd say he's about above middle of the pack in strikeouts. Is, is Toronto in second place? In the division, should be in se- should be in second place. Yeah, yeah, Yankees are like the best team in baseball right now. Yeah, yeah. I would look, so. This is as a Minnesota fan. Twins playing the Yankees last night. This is what we've had to deal with for fifty years against the Yankees. We go up against Garrett Cole, and we're throwing Dylan Bundy. So, recipe for disaster already. Dylan Bundy gives up a run first inning. Darn. We go back-to-back-to-back homers off of Garrett Cole with the first three batters in the game. And we still lost. Like, we can't. we still lost. still lost. Like, I I can't. He gave up. up Bucks didn't hit two homers in that game, and we lose. Like, how does that happen? Who? Somebody hit a home run in, like, the third inning, right? Yeah, yeah. So, we had five homers off of Garrett Cole, and he Mm -hmm. had had six the entire year before that game. And you still lost. And we still lost. We still lost. Hey, when you play against the Bankies, anything can happen, really. Yeah, I mean, if you would have told me, though, that we would have won a game against the Yankees and then we would have scored or taken out Garrett Cole in the third inning or second inning. I can't remember if it was third or the second inning. But, I mean, you can't be mad about that, right? So, so right now, Yankees are at first of division at 41-16. and 16. Tampa Bay – Second, 34 and 23. Toronto, 33 and 23. Boston, so 30 and 28. So they're so third. They're all like, because the Blue Jays, I feel like, were a good team. That's a good pick for mm-hmm. sleeper Cy Young, good value, because he, they're so the, the AL East is starting to heat up too. Yankees in the last 10, eight of two. Uh, Tampa Bay, six of four. Toronto and Boston, both seven and three. It's starting yeah. to heat up. And both I mean, the Boston, the- and Blue Jays are playing a lot better. And the, everyone thought, um, Bo- like, at the beginning of the season, Boston was just god-awful. Um, but they're starting to turn it on now. And the AL East is incredible right now. We, so, the, yeah, we're it's, – it's crazy. They're so much better than everyone else. Because um, so, you've got the Yankees, one of the best teams in baseball. Um, and then you've got, like, those three kind of middle upper pack right there. I would say upper pack. Um, I mean, you just don't have that anywhere else, especially now that the Angels went like 0-14 or 0-12 or whatever. they. I think they had 14-game losing streak. So, you just – I mean, AL East is the best. But here's the best part for Boston. The slender man is still waiting his return. Will he be as good? But we'll wait. We'll see if Chris, Chris uh, Sale can come back uh, and absolutely dominate coming off a, uh, off a Tommy John. We'll see. Because that, that's their ace in the hole, you know. Yeah. He, like, he, he can come back, then it's a game changer for their whole like season. I've seen that guy. 
I feel like I haven't seen that guy throw in like three years. Maybe it's just because I don't watch baseball. But it, it's been like two years because he didn't play much when COVID shut down, and um, when COVID shut everything down. And then yeah, he was tore, one of the guys that opted out or something, didn't he? I think so. And then he tore Tommy John at the end, beginning of the year and has been rehabbing ever since. Yeah, I think I think Boston will be. I mean, but that whole, you, it's such a crapshoot in that division, especially under the Yankees. You just, I mean, Tampa Bay always brings it. Uh, how about uh, how about this little Pirates nugget? You had Garrett Cole. Garrett Cole had like a perfect game going into. I don't know what it was, the seventh inning, sixth or seventh inning in the one game. And then Tyone also had a perfect game going through almost the distance um, in the same week. Two former, uh, two former Buckos there. But just, just sickening what's going on in Pittsburgh. Just had to throw that in there. I'm sell, the, sure. sell the team. Abysmal. Abysmal. I'm very sure you could create one of the greatest all time starting pitching. Um, like rotations with current ex pirates that are still in the league, I would be pretty convinced that you could create an all star, um, an all star ex pirates. Oh, yeah, right now. I mean, you got what Garrett Cole, Chris Archer, was yeah. Johnny? No, John, was Johnny Cueto ever a pirate? No, uh, he was, he was, uh, you're thinking of uh, Volquez, Edison Volquez. Oh, I think, yeah, yeah. Um, then, well, Marte, he's usually an all-star if he's not on the juice. Um, Reynolds, I think Reynolds still plays for them. Meadows, um, Austin Meadows. Oh, uh, Polanco, he's not really an all-star, but yeah. Dude, I saw the other day Cole Tucker, who was supposed to be the guy next, next, uh, I think the Pirates drafted him really high. He was supposed to be a good shortstop like big switch hitter he got picked up like off waiver free agency from like the red Sox or something so they're just the disaster really i mean just not good at scouting talent basically bottom cabrian hayes is good but he'll be he'll play for the nationals or something's here soon is that because they're because they're are they a small market team yeah they're one of the only teams year to year that make a profit off the team yeah, I mean, like the Yankees and uh, the Dodgers, they have so much money. They their upper management really doesn't care if they make a profit off the team. Now, so they they'll spend enough money. They just want to be relevant and try to win a World Series. Pirates, on the other hand, year after year, make a profit off of the team, and that's just from you know just the TV deals and that type of thing. It's not from attendance or anything like that. It's basically. You know, they have their budget there at the beginning of the year and they're making money. I know that's how it used to be. I'm assuming they still do it like that. Yeah. Still, still yeah. Mr. Nutting is the is the uh, owner. So, yeah, I'm looking it up right now. They've got the 27th um, highest payroll in baseball. They are, well, it's roughly, they're pretty much 70 million under league average. And they have about 15 million less than the New York Mets do on um, on their injured reserve. So if that tells you anything. <laughs> well, how about so that? I just, uh, yeah, I don't know. I guess should we? Let's see. I didn't even look who they're around. 
All right. Look at all right. So while you're looking that up, listen to this. So right now, if you want to bet out Manoa, still plus only 900 on DraftKings. Looking up ESPN, Cy Young, you know, predictor 2022. Right now, Justin Berlander in first place. He's seven and two, 2.13 ERA, um, 73 Ks in 71.2 innings. Uh, Clay Holmes, who's a closer for the Yankees, sitting in second place, 29 Ks, um, nine saves, four, and also 4 0 with a 0.33 ERA. So he's dominating as a closer. Third place, Shane McClanahan, uh, 70, uh, let's see, 72.1 innings, 98K, 72, 1.87 ERA. And then Alec Manoa coming in fourth with 69.2 innings. Nice. 61Ks, 71, 1.881 ERA. So out of the starting pitchers, has the lowest ERA of the, of the uh, other two uh, ahead of him. Yeah but is lacking on the strikeouts significantly, significantly. So it's going to be a tight one. We'll see how the rest of the summer goes. Yeah, I think um, this baseball season is going to be really interesting, I think, especially once we get to the playoffs. Um, I am a little nervous for next year with all the rule changes to see how that goes. But I don't know. what Whatever happens, happens. Um, so do you guys have any baseball picks for today? Um, no, but I, I have some, but I gotta remember what they are. Give me a second. I uh, don't, don't bet on the Angels. Here's the best part Angels had lost 14 games straight and then still second in the West. That's how bad yeah, the West is. The West is not great. The West, they, the West they can, uh, they can Joe Madden, didn't they? They can yeah, Joe Madden on Wednesday or Tuesday, I think. It's crazy. All right, so I'm gonna go with so my picks. I tweeted these out. So if you're not or if you're not um, following us on Twitter, follow us on Twitter. Um, our stuff is on the um, on the intro thing, the biography um, of this podcast. But what I got for today, got a little Cleveland money line at minus one sixty eight. I've got a little Kansas City um, at minus one oh eight. Some with Chicago White Sox uh, money line at minus one thirty, and then your Minnesota Twins at minus one hundred eight. So those are my my picks for today. We'll see how they go. Hopefully the podcast brings me back my luck. I need it back bad. All right, and now kind of going into a different area, which you guys are going to know a lot more about than I will. But let's talk about some golf. A lot of golf drama, and I'm here for it. Yeah, big – the last, I would say – I mean, the last two weeks it's been kind of building up. And then Wednesday afternoon, things really heated up. And then, of course, Thursday morning when PGA Tour came out with the ban of all the players who are playing in the live Saudi Tour, as people are calling it. It's not the Saudi tour. It's the live golf league. Um, I sent a tweet out about that. It went viral. I mean, if you want to consider it viral, but um, go ahead and like it. But the thing is the PGA tour is all, all people who are related to the PGA tour are so mad because they they're mad because of money. And they're talking about these guys going to Saudi 
the Saudi league and being in with this regime and stuff because they're going to make a bunch of money. Well, the, I, the only people I see that have an issue with this are people who are directly affected monetarily from these guys leaving. And that's just, to me, that's hypocritical. And to think that American money is not dirty and that these corporations and sponsors aren't dirty is just totally hypocritical. And if a guy wants to go make $200 million, who's, who's to tell him? No. I mean, I wouldn't tell anybody that. I mean, that's just my quick take on it. Twitter's hot. Twitter's so So the PGA is banning people from the PGA that go play in the LIV. So is that what you just kind of basically said? So they're not banned. They're suspended from all PGA tour events. So here's what, what's happening. So a lot of the players have resigned from playing on the PGA Tour to go play and sign contracts in this new golf league called Live. Live Golf, it's like they say their big slogan is don't blink because it's a shotgun start. Everyone plays at the same time, and it's just kind of rolling golf. And it just, you know, there's more activities to do at the uh, courses or, or at the course that they're playing at, you know, outside of it and just trying to bring light to golf, make it fun and everything. But it's heavily funded by – Saudi Arabian money is what is being the word thrown being thrown around out there. And these PGA tour players have left signed big contracts to play. And the PGA tour is like, well, you cannot play on both leagues. So the ones that have left and resigned, they went ahead and suspended them from future events from playing on the PGA tour because they're upset that they had left their tour to go play in the other tour. So basically the PGA is just mad that they didn't come up with anything more fun than just regular golf. Well, it's, it's mostly about money and getting the bag and, you know, some of these, you know, players like Dustin Johnson who never cared about hall of fame or statistics or championships or awards. He's there to make money and to play golf, you know, and that's what, what he's going to do. I mean, uh, he held the official golf world rankings of number one for like 130 some odd weeks and is going to get close to $200 million to go into play. You know, Phil Mickelson towards the end of his career won a major last year, going to get $200 million. I mean, it's, you what, know, what do you think he would make if he stayed on the PGA tour? Like for an entire year, like what would his purse be? Do you think uh, less- on course? You mean on-course earnings? Yeah, they're like equivalent to what the contract is they're signing now. What do you think they would make with the PGA? Less than 15 mil. Oh, it's way way less. Way less. Phil, you got to win in a – you win a PGA Tour event, you make like – it depends on what the event is. You really don't make a ton of money. Like Mm -hmm. they they played in London. uh, They're playing in London right now. I think tomorrow's the last day, but – the purse there is like for the winner overall is like uh, uh, four million or something. Or no, I have this wrong. I'd have to look at what the number is. But it's much more than a purse you would make in PGA Tour event. But there's also incentives team wise because there's groups of like four players with the team captain, and they take the three lowest scores, almost like a high school golf format. And then those guys who win the teams who win that also make more money. Um, and there's no cuts. Every, everybody's guaranteed to get paid. If you play in this tournament, you're guaranteed to get paid. And it's a decent amount of money. It's not, you know, it's not $40,000 like you make on the PGA tour, $26,000. 
you make you get for making a cut at the say John Deere Classic or something. This is significant amount of money. Um, so as far as like the players who went, there's going to be more, and I think you saw that yesterday. Patrick Reed and DeChambeau, I think, mm-hmm. are in and they're going. Um, rumors swirling, Bubba Watson's going. Um, but here's what I'm most interested in is what the major championships are going to do because they're not they're not uh, governed by the PGA Tour. Each of those majors is governed by um, its own body, independent body. So Masters uh, organization, all that all, all four majors. So I'm curious to see what they do as far as, um, you know, are they going to not let three past champions go back to the masters? Yeah. I, I would or? imagine if, if you're the masters or any of the major championships, you're probably loving it because this is going to make golf more fun to like, I'll be honest. I hate watching golf. I think it's the most yeah. thing of all time, but I mean, if it was a shotgun start over in two hours, three hours, four hours, whatever it takes them to, to hit, um, or to walk 18 or whatever, maybe five, like that would be, I don't know. I would definitely watch it for a little bit. And then if that kind of takes off, um, then you actually like follow these people. And then when you do get to like traditional, like masters, um, like championships, stuff like that, Ryder cup, even um, like you're more into it, you know, these people. So they would be, they would be ineligible for the Ryder cup. Oh, is that PGA? Yeah. Yeah. So the president, president's cup and Ryder cup that they're ineligible. For. Yeah. I'm not sure if that's PGA tour related. Somehow they're not, I think it yeah. has to do with, I always, I, I think it has to do with your standings on the FedEx cup or something maybe. Mm-hmm. And then, then yeah. the next. So there, yeah. I mean, the FedEx cup is where those guys make a bunch of money. If you win that FedEx cup, you make it, you make like eight or 10 million or something crazy. Every at year, the, at the end that's, of the year, that's the big that's the big thing that they want to win is that FedEx Cup. But I mean, you could make that, and you win twice on the Saudi Tour. You don't even have to play another event. You're yeah. you're making the same amount of money. Yeah, you, know, you just you just freaking show up. And, based so it's Saudi Arabian money, but is it are they going to play golf in Saudi Arabia, and that's mm-hmm. where they're going to be, or where are they? So there's I don't even, I I do not think there's there's eight. So right now they just have eight um this year is is only eight events so they have eight events and none of them are based out of saudi saudi arabia the first one's based in london and then they come over to the united states i think the next one's in portland oregon and they just kind of bounce around I think there's one in Philadelphia. yeah i think there's I one think, in philadelphia um, think, which would be interesting. Yep. yeah so and i think there's one in boston PGA where it bounces around internationally but yeah. it's just a different set of yeah. it's just a different governing body so it's just that the people funding it are Saudi based. And um, I think Greg Norman is like the head. He's kind of the guy who's heading it. And Phil too, Phil's in on the, was in on the organization and everything of it. Yeah. So Greg Norman's considered as like the president of it right now is kind of like the, the guy that's kind of helping make shots and everything like that. But going back to like the majors of what uh, Evan was saying there was that the U S open came out and said, well, we're not going to, you know, say no to these players to, you know, that have qualified, you know, this year to play in this year's U S open. 
you know, they can, you know, come play and then they haven't said anything about next year. Well, the Live Golf just recently applied for official golf world rankings. So it's going to be interesting to see if they're going to get that uh, process through so they can work on their official golf rankings, you know, to help with, you know, getting to these majors. But it's going to come down to the majors to decide, you know, who we let in and not let into our uh, – into our matches so they could come out and say, you know, the live golfers, the, you know, according to the official golf rankings, you know, we are not going to give them a, uh, a spot. They're going to have to qualify like everybody else. So they may have to go to different qualifiers to play in these, you know, to play with the amateurs and, you know, to qualify for these events. So it's going to be interesting to see, you know, more names are being thrown around or Ricky Fowler and Matthew Wolf, you know, something that you kind of see is what people are talking about is that these golfers that are going over aren't really well liked on the PGA tour currently. And it's almost like a no, no love loss with them leaving, you know, like someone like Patrick Reed where he's not a fan favorite there. Yeah. So, you know, That's I kind of don't understand about the PGA tour, why they're so like the PGA tour is the best golf product in the world and will continue to be. And I guess, I guess they're upset because they they're they're gonna feel like they're not playing against the best players in the world. Yeah. I know. So the other sure. thing though is this is I think baseball has been going through that right now as far as like it's kind of in a weird transition. I feel like the PGA is like the purists. Like this is how you're supposed to play golf. Yeah. But I feel like the LIV is trying to just change it and make it so it's like the golf viewing experience is more sustainable with like today's generation. There's about, there's about five, there's a handful of people, handful of guys on the PGA tour who aren't playing for money. There's a hand, a handful not playing for money. They're playing to be uh, a FedEx cup champion, a tour champion, a major champion, and they all want to be – they all want to win, but 90% of those guys on that tour are playing for money. Like, yeah. they're playing to make money. And the, the everybody's saying that PGA Tour, well, these guys don't play for money. This is, you know, like you said, the purest uh, – you know, we're above money, basically, when you play on this tour. You're playing for, you know, your uh, – your, your golf, your, your legacy and that type of thing. There's like five or six guys in the world who play, who are playing for that. And you could pick them out pretty easily, Mm -hmm. but the rest of those guys, man, they're playing for, they're playing for, to make a living, make as much money as possible. Every single one of them, as much money as possible. Which, why wouldn't you? That's, I mean, that's, That's, why wouldn't you, you know, I just don't, I just don't quite get the PGA tours argument. Um, it's it's hypocritical when you really dissect what they're what the they're saying and what the fans are saying. And then one of the things too is like the president of the PGA Tour has not been seen at this current event and has not been like seen at a press conference or taking questions from people, you know, about moving forward. And people are just like, you know, starting to raise questions like, where is he at? Like, why is he kind of hiding when all this is going down? And there's just a lot of drama in it. And it just kind of almost brings a new light to the new era of golf. You know, it's almost like uh, it's almost kind of like entertainment. You know, if you look at the WWE, you know, you, when you had the new world order, 
you know, and those guys, you know, everyone wanted to see what they were doing and uh, the NWO and then same way with golf, it's almost like bringing new action. I mean, you got to think about it too, is that the NFL is considered the powerhouse of uh, football, but you always see these other competition leagues that are starting to develop like the USFL, like the XFL to bring, you know, more entertainment, more exciting, but you don't see, you know, the NFL coming down and saying, oh, we're going to suspend these free agents that are playing in these different leagues um, from from ever playing in the NFL again. So well, it's kind of like – it probably gives the NFL more money. Probably be just more um, exposure to football. I mean, yeah, it just brings – you know, and watching that football, and it's like not as good as real NFL football because – but it gets you excited about like I cannot wait for the NFL. Yeah. You know? So, um, I mean – and back to this love golf, the one I saying, I mean, heck, I mean, Tiger was offered, they said, close to a billion-dollar contract to come over and play. And for, you know, they said it was a high, you know, like nine-figure number. Um, but, you know, for someone, Tiger, who just turned a billionaire today from, you know, playing and sponsorships and everything like that, why he's still active, you know, that guy has made a ton of money. But he's like, I could be considered like, like to worth, be worth like $2 billion, but why would he? Just, yeah, you know. I feel like at some point it just—I don't know. If this, if this, this kind of done, yeah. If this, if this like continues, hang out, off. Like these guys are going to be the highest paid, like athletes in the world. Like it's going to so, be, but this, this sustainability is just who, who knows? I yeah, yeah. No it's eight events. I think what Evan, Evan said was like. I think if you get last place, you're still guaranteed like $150,000. I think it's that high. Yeah, I think it's it's pretty high. So, I mean, that's kind of life-changing money for someone like who Andy Ogletree, who I think who's in last place, who missed every single cut on the PGA Tour, who's spending, you know, $15,000, you know, to go to drive and fly and play in these PGA Tour events and get cut because he's not good enough yet and go over there and make $150,000 coming in last. I mean, heck, you know, I'm – you know, a sore loser like everybody else. But if I'm getting last place and getting a participant participation trip and someone's like, oh, yeah, here's 150K, I mean, I'm like, okay, yeah. thanks. Yeah. Right. <laughs> so, I don't know. It'll right. be interesting. A lot to yeah, talk about think, moving forward. Yeah, we'll, we'll keep an eye on it. And um, we're kind of running out of time here. So, I think we'll probably wrap it up. But yep. Twitter news ne- next time. Next Coming time. Back- Coming back with the Twitter, Twitter news. news. We are so back, though. This it, it felt good to be back. So we are back. We are going to be doing one show a week, probably. We haven't really talked about it, but I would just kind of assume that's what we're getting back to-ish. Um, to be determined on what days those are going to come out. But, again, feels amazing to be back. Here we are. And uh, thanks for listening to the Common oh, Man Feds podcast. Here's oh, one more thing. Keep your time. You just ruined my outro, dude. I got one plug. This is important. Um, you got big, big competition tomorrow, ten twenty four tea time. Got a big match um, playing with my buddy, good buddy, college roommate. We got a big match tomorrow with a couple heavy hitters. Um, we're playing in a Ryder Cup style format event at Lewistown Country Club. Um, Saturday and Sunday, four nine hole matches. Um, I'll probably be paired with somebody else on Sunday, play different people, but uh, hopefully Sunday I will, uh, you know, we'll get a picture or a video of me drinking out of the cup and uh, we'll put it on the common man YouTube page. And uh, 
hopefully um, maybe ne next week I can give the recap that I won the cup. I got my name on the cup and I'm a champion. Hopefully. Let's, uh, hey, not only one for the fucking common man right there. One for the common man. Not only do we expect it, but we demand it. I will be drinking out of the cup. That's it. Bottom line. Bottom line. All right, everybody. Well, that's all we got for you today. We'll see you next week. And thanks for tuning in to the Common Man Best Podcast.